0: We will be here forever. Do you understand? Forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. ever. We will be here forever. Do you understand that? Get what I'm saying, forever.
1: First you tell us that it is manly to keep your word. All right, if you are a man, you keep your word. And now all that the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well then, show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well then, stick to your word. And let us see the justice and equality for all. Or else admit to us that you're not a man. You're a worm. You're afraid of us. You're afraid to give us equal stand. You're afraid that if you give us equal ground, that we will match you and we will override you. And if that's what you're afraid of us, then- people. I ain't scared
0: of you motherfuckers. Welcome to the Damn, it's been a minute. Did you catch that? Welcome to the Politically Petty Podcast Show. I am your boy. I am, I am, I am, I am your boy. Glyph G double you because I'm double all my fools, double all my ops and triple, double, triple black Republicans. You already know. I got them running, y'all. I got them running. I'm so excited. I Look, I, I didn't even start my show off like the way I'm supposed to. Y'all know what it is. Flows are rated for who? They're rated for everybody, and I do mean everybody. So what's going on, people? I missed you guys. I, I really did. I, I don't want to say I was being petty, but I, I, I had grown folks to do, so I, I had to take care handle it, and now I'm back. And like the intro said, we will be here forever. Do you understand? Forever. Forever. Y'all know who that is. Chris Parker, BDP. What is it though? Black, not black, but Republican, but Tim Scott types. They don't know nothing about that BDP. They don't remember what Scott LaRock had them off. They don't know nothing about the bridge we had over. They know nothing about Molly Molly, and Miss Melody. Skylar Rock who? They got no clue. Y'all already know what it is. Guys, I'm excited. I I really am. Like I said, I I had a lot of things going on. Oh, I got some politically petty good news of the day. They offered the job to your boy on a permanent basis. See, I was going through this little probationary period. Y'all know how. But yeah they told they called me what was that um did a zoom call last thursday yeah well two weeks ago last thursday because it happened before my daughter's birthday because i was happy to tell her that um you know daddy got a job maybe i'll buy her that car i don't know it'll be like it, it's got to be a little something better than the i can't have my baby riding around in the car that i had even though my ford ltd red with the white top just had a little rust on the side. It was thang thang. I, you know, you can tell me nothing back in 1986 in that red LTD four-door. It was like the first Lincoln Town Car type. It was big, but, you know, fitting the driveway on your ledge, well, you already know. But, yeah, so, um, yes, I was offered the permanent position, and um, it took me about, like, three seconds, you know, me, being petty, being silly. I said, let me think about this. And then I just said, of course I'll take it. Luckily, my supervisor, she's super cool. And um, talked to a couple of the uh, section heads, and they were just telling me what they expected of me, and I told them what I expected of myself, and as long as the pay is right, I'm with you, dog. And of course, I'm with them. I mean, hell, I get a uh, higher salary, I get a higher bonus, and I get a greater percentage of a, a yearly raise, so... I can't beat that. And I get to work from home, which you really can't beat. And the way shit is going right now, I'm not sure we're going to go back to the office. Matter of fact, if you go back to old podcast, I actually talked about how I firmly believe, and I thought this about a year and a half ago, that there would be a time where, you know, the bosses are sitting around they're saying, hey, we don't have to pay the overhead of what's going on right now. And have people sitting in an office, have the lights on. We're praying for this huge building. And believe me, my company well, I ain't scared of you, probably take up about, say, huh, about seven blocks, about six, yeah, at least five or six blocks, maybe long bigger. I mean, it's, put it this way, it's huge, but that's not the point. The point is that as long as you can be productive at home, doing the same job that you did at your office, ain't going to keep you around. B, they're going to understand the importance and whatever quality of work you bring to the table. But see, you get the work from home, dog. And that is the point, at least for me. I know. They don't—they know me as the more corporate Glenn. They're like, well, Glenn, what do you think about these things? And I say, well, you know what? I don't know, Steven. I have to get to the Bloody patty Podcast show, man. I got shit to do, dog. They're like, oh, where'd that come from? Kind of like the uh, police officer today did. Matter of fact, that's one of the main reasons I'm back. Did you see the testimony of the Capitol Police Officers today? Can y'all hear me? I have to turn this down. I'm telling y'all, I'm sitting, mixing a little music. Y'all see I threw a little BDP in there like, uh, uh, uh. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. Look at you. Whose mama is that? I see you. You look like you read track. You got them Woodward thighs and them Whitrow ankles. (laughs) Ha ha! I swear you, you got them huge hips. P.H.L. for life. Woodward, 86. Camus in my heart. Woodward forever. You already know. But yeah, I am watching the news, of course. And it's funny because I got two TVs in a little office. And I got my laptop. I got my, I guess you can call it a, it's not a big screen. Anyway, I, I really use the laptop. And I use the monitor all the time, but um, watching got the two TVs going. So I got MSNBC on one channel, on one TV, and I, typically I have the other TV on CNN but ESPN. So I kind of mix it up. That, not news all the time, but when shit's breaking off, I want to hear everything. And then I, I know, I'll turn it to Fox. I even got O. Oh, what was it? O-A-N. I, I watch that shit. That you talking about? They're like down the dial on TV. With crack, fentanyl, angel dust, and like apple booms form in a syrup. I mean, this shit is. I mean, they are flat out crazy. I believe me, and I know it's me, and I probably follow this shit more than the average human being. And for me, that's okay. This is my hobby. This is what I like to do. But y'all don't know. It's some real fools out there. I mean, full fool. Like. What's wrong with you fools? Like he slightly touched fools. Like oh, what's wrong with you boo boo fools? I mean they they are out there, and they're probably they're part of the reason why we're having this explosion of the delta variant. And y'all, I'm telling you this, it seems like we're headed back into that pandemic mode where we were last summer, where we were last spring. Matter of fact, <laughs> we just gotta we remember when Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to uh, open everything up by Easter. Remember that last year? Like right when shit was really happening, he wanted to open it up. And we're just going to disregard the fact that he actually told Bob Woodward in a book that this stuff is really dangerous. You know, it's a killer. But remember he said he didn't want to tell us. Because, you know, I don't want to scare the people. Like, uh, people are dying. I think we're what? I think I really stopped counting when it was like 500,000 plus people. But Surely we're going to have we're going to have a million people die, unfortunately, of this uh, virus, and unfortunately, a lot are going to come from our community because we got our own version of Black QAnon in our community. And I said it. This is the politically petty podcast show. This is G Double, you, Glenn from Mason, and I said it. So uh, that's what because you see what's going on out there. You know, we got people, I say it all the time, I'm in the little chat rooms and shit and on Facebook and I'm like, stop listening to Day Day and Drano and freaking Mr. V sitting over there in the parking lot of AutoZone on Reading Road and, and Avondale talking that shit underneath a tent that was left there after they got rid of all the consumer cellular phones. Come on, y'all, don't play with me. Am I being petty? Am I being petty? Or do I got a petty in the possible? remember, you can get your patty off but when, you know, the possible, ugh, it is what it is. I said it. But uh, again, and you know, I really didn't want to go off on this. I, I got like a whole segment where I got Nicole Wallace and they're talking about the testimony that happened on Capitol Hill today. It's from MSNBC. It's actually one of my uh, better shows, favorite shows that I watch. I, I like Nicole Wallace. She's all right. What we're going to do, we're going to listen to uh, a little bit of this. Let me see if I can find what's going on. matter of fact, let me change it up a little bit. Give you you a little interlude. Give you some some intermission music while I get the politically petty podcast shit together. Like I said, I'm not editing anything. I want to give it to you real, raw, rough and rugged. So, uh, let's do this. Let's change it up. I see you are out there. Who's mama is that? you still out there dancing? So let me get this together and uh, change it up a little bit for you. We will be here forever. Do you understand? Forever. Forever and and ever and ever and ever. We will be here forever. Do you understand that? Get what I'm saying. Forever. alright y'all, here we go. What you think about that? Beats, beats, beat, Remember, Ha, ah, ah. like I told y'all, y'all they don't know nothing about that. I wish I had a call button, but I had to call. Like I said, we're not gonna edit anything, but I'm gonna turn this down. And what are we gonna do, y'all? I'm gonna go over this uh, clip that I have. Actually, it's a pretty good clip, sir. And it's coming from, uh, like I said, Nicole Wallace Show on MSNBC. And it's talking about the testimony that happened today on the Capitol. So uh, check this out. and uh, Here we go, y'all.
1: He switched to pulling it off my head. One woman in a
0: pink MAGA shirt yelled, You hear that, guys? This n- voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd... Perhaps around 20 people joined in screaming, Boo! Another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol who told him, Put your gun down, and we'll show you what kind of n**** you really are. Pause it. And this is where I pause it with the BDP. Did you hear that, folks? And see, and, and, and this is one of the main reasons why I hammer on black Republicans, uh, those who cape for conservatives, and those who quite honestly cape for the Republican Party because those were your people out there. Those were your little cousins. Don't try to act like you don't know anybody. It's like the little baby kid. Remember the little baby talking about, you trying to leave me? That's how they try to act like, that's how Republicans try to act today. And when I call out black Republicans, I call you out specifically because of shit like this that you know goes on inside your party, and it's a large percentage of party. And don't play of your party and don't play me with that. Well that happens in every party, and you know the Democrats have their share of uh, you know, racist. You know what? You're right, I'm sure they do. But I don't know, that maybe one percent compared to yo what? Sixty-seven percent? We got problems, Junior. So this is exactly why shit like this. And other things is why I call out black Republicans on a daily basis. I see it all the time. Laughing my black ass off at conservatives on a daily basis, parentheses, especially the black ones. But let's get back to the testimony.
2: Members of the committee, were seemingly aware that their investigation is going to be the best weapon we've got against the disinformation campaign being waged right now today as we speak by Republicans and the disgraced ex-president. You hear uh, former President Trump say, quote, it was a loving crowd. There was a lot of love in the crowd.
0: (laughs) Freeze it. Those were his quotes, word for word. And what makes it even better? Those words were spoken by Liz Cheney, a Republican. Dick Cheney's daughter, you know, actually, she used to be the number three woman in the Republican Party, as far as power is concerned. They kicked out Darth Vader's daughter for Donald Trump, for MAGA, for very fine people. So, folks, and I know many of you know this, but I want to overemphasize that these people have flipped their lids, and honestly, and we can go back throughout this country's history, and I've heard this theory about the one-third. That one-third of America was the ones that fought for the institution of slavery and on the Confederate side. That one-third of America fought against Reconstruction. That one-third of America was the ones that instituted laws like Jim Crow and segregation. It's that one-third of America that fought against... Passing a Voting Rights Act and Civil Rights Act. Yes. That one third. That one third that Barry Goldwater appealed to. That one third that Richard Nixon appealed to. That one third that Ronald Reagan appealed to down in what? Philadelphia, Mississippi, when he just started to uh when he decided to start his campaign, but he knew good and damn well that he was just miles away from where three civil rights uh workers, uh three students were murdered. And now he's down there in Mississippi talking about states' rights and nullification, appealing to that one-third. That one-third that believes that Barack Obama is a secret Muslim. Come on, y'all. Am I lying or flying? <laughs> Am I lying or flying? Y'all feel me, but I don't, I don't want to go off on a ramp. I, I want to continue this, but uh, it is what it is, as Michelle would say. Let us move on.
1: How does that make you feel? It's upsetting. It's a pathetic excuse for his behavior, for something that he himself helped to create, this monstrosity. I'm still recovering from those hugs and kisses that day that he claimed that so many riders, terrorists, were assaulting us that day.
0: Freezing. Did you hear that? He said, I'm still hurting from those hugs and kisses. I I know. I I know. I'm so excited to be back. I got so much pent up energy, information, and flows to give to you. He said, I'm still recovering from that shit. But you know, you got those out there talking about Donald Trump's the first gangster president. I'm black, not human. Podcast.
1: Let us move on. He egged them to continue fighting. The only thing that he has sacrificed is the. Institutions of the country, and the country itself, only for his ego because he wants to continue. Do want to? He wants the job, but he doesn't want to do the job.
2: Well, damn. And the other Republican on the committee, Adam Kinzinger, visibly emotional as he addressed the officers and took stock of just how important the work of the committee is to the health of our democracy.
0: Now I'm a freezer right there. Now this is Adam Kinzinger, Senator. Republican, but he's, you you guys know me, I'm former uh, military, so I have much respect for those that were in the military, especially those that were, would actually fight for this constitution, fight for you you and our rights and uh, the rights of our family and friends. So again, completely disagree with his politics, but this is actually a case where, hey, we can agree on this and we can agree that he should be part of this investigation and part of this commission trying to find out what the hell happened on January 6th. So let us move on again. He, he has like his van Jones moment. He crying and shit, but you know, this man had bullets with him. He's killed people before he's, he's seen friends die. So, you know, I will never question his quote unquote love for his country. Cause a lot of people, you know, they might just throw it off. Like, Oh, he's being soft or oh, I wouldn't do that for my country. Uh, when you got bullets flying, you will do what you have to do to make sure you get home to you and yours. So uh, let us move on, and let me play the rest of this clip. You guys won.
3: You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad, de- bad days how we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. it's to find the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. Like most Americans, I'm frustrated that six months after a deadly insurrection breached the United States Capitol for several hours on live television, we still don't know exactly what happened. Why?
0: Freezer right there. We don't know what happened, but we're going to find out what happened. And let me tell you something, guys. The Republicans messed up. Kevin McCarthy, you know, they, I think they call him the QAnon caucus, some some old crazy shit. But, but anyway, they messed up because they actually had an opportunity to have six Republicans, six Democrats. Nancy Pelosi, and, and quite honestly, it, it kills me sometimes, but she's a master at what she does because Democrats always trying to be not not be nice, but be fair. And Republicans just aren't fair. They they wouldn't have give a damn if that was BLM, Barack Obama. They would have like, we're gonna put 12 Republicans on there. We're gonna put freaking people down the dial on the freaking commission to, to get his ass. But Republicans actually had a chance to have six. Democrats have six. But more importantly, they had a chance to have subpoena power. So even though it would have been on some goofy shit, and we all know it, they probably would have called in like the person that didn't call the person that should have told Nancy Pelosi that we needed like a thousand more truths. 'Cause Because basically the Republican argument at this time is that Nancy Pelosi wasn't ready. She should have known that they Maggie was going to come up there and act a damn fool. You should have known that they would have been racist. You should have known that they were going to have Confederate flags walking through the rotunda. You should have known that there would have been a guy with a uh, Camp Auschwitz uh, hoodie on. You should have known that there would be a gallow outside and nooses and all type of crazy shit. That's, that's their angle, but again, guys, I'm going off on a rim, but... I got so much pent up. Again, we will be here forever. So let's get back to the clip.
3: Because many in my party have treated this as just another partisan fight. It's toxic and it's a disservice to the officers and their families.
0: I just said that.
3: To the staff and the employees on the Capitol complex, to the American people who deserve the truth. I just said that. And to those generations before us who went to war to defend Self-governance, because self-governance is at stake.
2: The January 6th Select Committee beginning its search for the truth is where we start today with some of our most favorite reporters and friends. Luke Broadwater is here. He's a congressional reporter for The New York Times. Also joining us, Matt Dowd, political strategist and founder of Country Over Party. And Yamish Alcindor joins us, White House correspondent for PBS NewsHour.
0: Got a freeze right there. Let me just say this. I love Yamiche Alcindor. That sister is on her job, completely professional, truly a professional, and she's doing a damn thing with her natural hair. Take that with you. Let us move on.
2: Moderator of Washington Week and an MSNBC contributor. Luke, I, I thought of you, I thought of um, reporters who cover that building who have been bringing us um, sort of the humanity of what went on that day, and there is nothing like hearing from these officers who's... Politics are indecipherable from any one side, but whose victimization at the hands of people who were sent by Donald Trump um, to do exactly what they did is undeniable.
0: Undeniable. Did you hear that? Undeniable. it's, It's, you know, and this is the thing, guys, and this is what kills me and frustrates the hell out of me, is that you guys get this. If you listen to the Politically Petty Podcast show hosted by your boy, GW in the doubles because I'm double all my ops, my fools, the Gilligan's, the black not black people, uh, and especially black Republicans. But the point is, is that we know a lot of these things. What I'm giving you is information that you've probably heard or you, you saw in a tweet or saw on social media. But I want to give you the actual words and the testimony of some of the officers and what people are talking about today. Because... There is a lot of, there are a lot of Americans out there who listen to the OANs, the Fox News, the alt-right, conservative, very fine people, radio, down the down all that shit. And they either don't, they know the truth, but they don't want to see it because they, those were their people. Those were their little cousins, and they don't want to face the fact, and I told you guys this a long time ago, Donald Trump is going to be that brown stain and the GOP's tidy whities for row. I'm going to do another um, podcast, another episode, probably. I might do one tomorrow. And we're going to talk about how this is what happened on January 6th, just a culmination of back to that one third theory. But we're going to talk about it again. You see how you guys got me going? I I told you.
2: uh,
0: I will be here forever. But let us move on.
2: After today's hearings, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I was in the hearing room today.
4: I would say it was gut wrenching, it was heartbreaking. Uh the testimony was visceral as you just played. Um I don't know how anybody can watch it and think that this was a tourist visit or a um you know, a normal day at the Capitol as
0: as has been said. And it has been said by Republicans. Yeah, a tourist visit. Just a normal day. People were just Just walking around, nothing's going on. No window smash, no people pepper spray, no people hit with bear spray. Uh, Officers not hit with fire extinguishers. Officers not hit with rhubarb, uh, bats, poles, anything, PVC pipe, anything that you could pick up, rocks, but let us move on.
4: Um, I know personally I thought it was hard to watch. um, When you hear stories about an officer being crushed in the crushed in the door. When you hear about an officer who they attempted to gouge out
0: his eye. And that officer that, that he's talking about, and we all saw the uh, video and the pictures, he's the one being smashed in the door, and he's screaming his ass off because he's like, oh, and they're trying to take his uh, face shield off and smash him in the face and all type of shit. But he actually was part of the testimony today, but let us move on
4: when you hear racist slurs being thrown about, um, it's it's hard to, not to watch that and feel emotional and feel it very viscerally. And I think you saw the committee reacting that way. You saw black Republicans officers crying as the
0: uh, never-before-seen video was played of the attack. You, you talked about visceral. The things that I expect a black man, a black woman to say, you know what, I have to say something visceral this is why i'm on the ass and will continue to be but let us move on
4: you saw members of congress crying i saw at one point one of the officers reached over to put his arm around another officer to comfort him um and you know th- to, to me it sort of cut through It sort of partisan back-and-forth we've been seeing about this issue for a while now, the talking points on either side, and it got right down to the heart of the matter, which is what actually happened that day, what are the facts, what are the details, and what really happened. And I think we heard pretty damning testimony today about what really happened.
2: I think that, Yamish what was clearly important to the members of the select committee was laying down the pillars and the foundations of the facts of the insurrection. Who did it? Why were they there? Why did they say they were there? Why did they say they did it? Let me play some of the testimony from the officers about their interactions with the mob.
1: Listen to this, guys. It was a prolonged and desperate struggle. The rioters attempted to breach the Capitol were shouting, Trump, Send us.
0: Freeze it. Did you hear that? Trump sent us. Remember early on when the uh, black, nat demon, black, nat human types, the Republican Party tried to play that? It was Antifa. You know, I saw that one black guy, so that had to be BLM. Remember that? That's why I'm on the ass, guys. But let us move on.
1: Pick the right side. We won Trump. All of them were telling us Trump sent us.
3: One man tr- tried to start a chant of four more years. Another shouted, do not attack us. We're not Black Lives Matter. As if political affiliation is how we determine when to use
0: force. Do not attack us. We're not Black Lives Matter. Again, where are my black Republican people at? Why aren't you standing up and saying something? Brother. Let us move on. You guys are busters.
3: A man in a QAnon hoodie exclaims, this is the time to choose which side of history to be on. A man whose shirt read God, guns, and Trump stood behind him.
0: This is the same guy that was getting his head smashed in the door, guys. This is him. This is the officer that was getting his mask pulled up. The guy was trying to gouge at his eyes and all that shit. Let us move on.
3: Silently holding a Trump flag. They were dressed in... You know clothing adorned with political slogans make America great again uh, Donald Trump 2020
4: First President. things of that nature First King the President.
3: Um, they First were wearing King. military style clothing Kevlar vests Kevlar helmets many of them had gas masks uh, and quite a few had um, shields which they had uh, taken away from law enforcement officers And they were using them to beat us at the front line.
2: And Yamiche, I, I think it's important to always remember that everything we saw today was something that Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy have bet the farm on blocking. They bet all of their political fortunes in the midterms and the next presidential on making sure we never saw any of this. We never heard the law enforcement officials testify as to who attacked them, who mutilated them, who tased them, who sprayed them with bear spray.
0: Folks, there you go. Do you feel me? Now do you understand where a far comes from, that far? Somebody gotta tell the truth, guys. And I'm just that guy to give it to you. Hey guys, I'm gonna get out of here. It's been great. I've had fun. It's good to be back. Can you feel the smile on my face? I got it. Hey, this is Politically Petty Podcast Show. I am your boy, G-double. And remember, double all my ops, all my fools, all my black, hat black, and especially black Republicans, you busters. And in the end, hopefully they get getting what I'm spitting. I'm out.